Welcome to episode number 189 of Taken With You for September 16th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Sound familiar to you, man? Um, I need help. You don't know what this music is? You really don't? Hmm. Well, you know, I, I don't know what to say to you. Here, I'll do this. How about if I do this? Ready? I'll put reverb on my voice and I'll go like this. Ready? All right, ready? Are you? Yes? Yeah. Okay, ready? Here we go. A long title on the show I can still remember how A refit of the Enterprise computer style The crew they had to leave, yes all Walk across the space dock hall Hang out on the starbase for a while We left the ship to pasty twins Dressed in velour with tiny chins Wesley tried to talk to them Were they women? Were they men? They told us they were binaries Worked in pairs and weren't real hairy But something didn't set right with these guys. Oh, the day they stole the Enterprise. Now do you hear it? Okay, here it goes. Okay. So my, oh my binary guys had to hide, stole a ride, or they could all die. Full Picard and Riker in a holodeck high, saying, let's go to warp speed, let's fly. Let's go to warp speed and let's fly. Come on, everybody. Now do you know what it is? Yeah, I... Okay, so now you know what I'm working on. It's a new parody song. You like it? So is this brand new? Well, yeah, I haven't even recorded it yet. I have to record it tonight before I go to bed. And it's you're, for the uh, episode tomorrow. You're crazy. I'm crazy. Amy, oh. you married a crazy man. Hmm. I am your husband. Yes, you are. Okay, well, there you go. So, yeah, so you're going to be doing that after the podcast, which we're already doing quite late because um, we had fun talking with our friends from the Truck Meet From podcast. the Truck Meet podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a fun, a fun 
You search the grail? So how much longer does their fundraiser go for? They're raising funds for... They're on hour 10, and they do 24 hours. A pediatric... Hospital. Um, hospital. And Amnesty International. Children's Hospital. Yeah, and, and so if people want to support those worthy causes, they can go to... Trekmate.org slash, or no, dot UK. Trekmate.org dot UK. And then then you can click on the little button where they're doing the donations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, help them out. That'd be awesome. I actually had a friend who um, had two babies that needed special care. Two chartreuse babies. She was in the UK. Sitting in a tree. It was my youth pastors when I was a kid. From England? It was their their daughter lives From in England? England. Their daughter lives in England. Ah. And um, yeah. she had two premature premature deliveries. And maybe you should have played that instead of the didgeridoo or whatever that's called. I couldn't. So, um, so she had the benefit of... Um, Really good medical care in the UK, but evidently they need help um, keeping that yeah going. So, so that's what we were on the twenty-four hour potathon where mm-hmm. I played a brand new song. Mm-hmm. I instead of the party rock anthem by mm-hmm. whatever that band is called, mm-hmm. um, I did the party Spock anthem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that really tested my patience because he did all these kind of harmonies and different bits and even made me sing on it. I'm showing your pictures of you today. I went and did a baby dedication today, mm-hmm. and there's pictures of Amy right there. Look at, oh, aren't you sweet? Hmm. Do you like that picture? Mm-hmm. I'm showing her pictures of herself right now. Um, I don't know. You can't see the pictures because this is not an enhanced podcast. But um, so why we're supposed to be podcasting, not looking at pictures? Well, I wasn't. I was gonna go get the party Spock uh, song and play it. I I think we have a, a little bit of ADD going on. No, 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 <laughs> no. Yes, I think so. No. Mm-hmm. Well, today on the podcast, we're gonna have a great time, aren't we? Well, I think so. I hope so. Well, it's not going to be very long because I got to I got to get all sorts of other stuff yeah. done. But um, oh, it probably We're will end up being a, long. It always does. Introductory. You're tired, huh? Yes, I, this is. She makes me yawn. Your turn makes Rick, you yawn. Who are Rick, listening and we don't know why yawning. I is asked Rick not to do our podcast so late, but. Well, I didn't know we we were um, off a half hour on the interview, so. It went to it went longer than or not longer. We started later than we thought we were going to. Yeah, and I I actually sang a couple words on the song that he played for them, and it's I don't true. think they realize how many hours goes into making that song. And on top of that, just getting the two little words that you had me sing a few times. Quote stats. It probably took a half an hour. Quote stats. Because I can't sing very well. Quote stats. No, I don't want to do this by myself because it took me so many times to get it the way you wanted it because I'm not a very good singer. Well, here it is, everybody. Party Spock. Are you really going to play Is on the ship tonight, everybody. Let's go. Rock on. Ready? No. 
right now. I'll push the play button right here. Captain, I suggest the Vulcan mind probe. Tell me how your planet Vulcan looks on a lazy evening when the moon is full. The Vulcan has no moon, Mrs. Burra. I'm not surprised. Life, live long and prosper. Yo, I'm running through these forest doors on fire. Hanging with Kirk Homie, no, I cannot be a liar. We party spot. Yeah, that's the crew I'm serving. Let's buy the Enterprise now. Stop that swerving. Hey, party spot is on the ship tonight. Everybody have a logical time. And he's gonna make you lose your mind. Everybody make the Vulcan. Every day I'm shuttling. Shut, shuttle. Doctor, I am in command. 
man of the enterprise. I can answer none of your questions at this time. You'd make a splendid computer, Mr. Spock. That is very kind of you, Captain. Are you trying to be funny, Mr. Spock? It would never occur to me, Captain. What do you think? Quote stats. Quote stats. So um, every day I'm shuttling. What do you think? You like party, Spock? Oh, I don't know. That's the song we played on the Trekmate Potathon. I'm going to send it to Rico, too, and see if he wants to play it on on uh, the Treks and Sci-Fi program, too. What do you think? Hmm. So, my dear, yeah. my dear, what have you been up to this week? Well, my most exciting thing... Her most exciting thing... Was having you help me build a, a flower bed for the tulips <laughs> that are going to come in the mail soon. You're kidding, right? Well, you know, we all have our certain things that we like a lot. Like I'll play you music like noisy music and Star Trek a lot. And her I most like, exciting thing was making a flower bed. I her like most exciting thing was making a flower bed. Things. What did I propose to you this week that I would do the entire week as a heavy metal song? No, you said one day. An entire day and I said well, you can do that entire 24-hour Let period. Let me explain what that means. When I am out of town, then you can do your the Ask me what hours. I had for dinner, and I'll show you how this works. No. Just ask. No, because it's not in that 24-hour period. Ask me what I and, had for and dinner. And that's going to happen when I'm out of town for Ask me what I had for, for dinner, lady. Nope. I'm not going to do it. Ask me anything. Nope. Nope. Not going to ask you anything. <laughs> wow. Because I don't want to be tortured by your heavy metalness. Chicken wings! Okay. What do you think? <laughs> Should see her face. Woo, she's ticked. Headphones are off and they won't come on again unless you promise not to do any more heavy metal screeching. It's easier to do it when you have reverb. You go, whoa! Headphones are still off. Okay, I won't do it anymore. You promise? Nope. Okay, then they're going to stay off. Okay, that's fine with me. All right, so you made a flower bed for your two. We have a bunch of tulips coming. Yeah. And we're going to plant I'm, them when they get here. Which I'm very excited about. I'm more excited than you are. And um, I want to wish... You a Merry Christmas. Actually... I want to wish you a Merry I Christmas. I want to wish... I want to wish you a Merry Christmas our... from the bottom of my heart. Shh. I'd like to wish all of our Jewish friends happy Rosh Hashanah. It's this Sunday. So at sundown, sundown on the September Is there 18th. a song that goes on? Happy Rosh Hashanah Day to I... you. Happy Rosh Hashanah Not... Day to you. Sure. Happy Rosh Hashanah Day, dear Jewish people. But we have friends that... Happy Rosh Hashanah Day. Shana's? Shana? Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah. It's their new year. To you. Just like we have friends that from Chinese culture that they have a different new year. Mm. Our friends from, from Jewish culture have a different new year. So tomorrow at sundown, Sunday at sundown is... On the, sixth, uh, on the 16th of no, September? it's supposed to be, I think, the 18th. 
Well, then you're not. Why did you wish him a happy Rosh Hashanah if it's not till the 18th? Well, because they already have blown the chauffeur thingy in some places, so maybe I'm looking at the wrong count. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong calendar. It's the 16th. It's today. It's yeah, sunset on night. Yeah, nightfall tonight. Okay. I yawned again. Sorry, it's too late. I get. I'm not sure because it has two different dates, but it might depend where you Why are. Why are you talking about this? Because. I literally don't have any clue why you would talk about this. Because it's Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you guys. Help me. I live with a lady that she thinks I'm ADD or what do you call it? And you're what? Well, you just will only talk about Star Trek and heavy metal. I'm just trying to bring a little bit of variety into their lives. Next thing you know, you'll be reading the side of a pasta box. <laughs> That's, that's what's going to happen. No, no. Yeah? I don't have a pasta box in here, so you're you're safe. Which reminds me of spaghetti, which reminds <laughs> me of how my mind works. <laughs> that is true, Jeez. but uh, it's it's amazing how, like, I'll see something when I'm driving, and it'll remind oh, no. me of something, and that'll remind me go. of something, and that'll remind me of something else, and then I'll start talking about, like, the fifth thing. You don't have any hard time and, talking about stuff. And you are like, where did that come from? And it's like, well, I saw this, and it reminded me of this, and it reminded me of that, and this, and then that's why I brought up We that. went and saw the Beatles. Well, That was of. the most exciting part. You know, was that week? this week? This week has been so busy. It's and so fast. It went by so fast. <gasps> was it last Was it last, last Sunday A week night? ago today, oh, we went okay. and saw the Fab Four, which is a Beatles tribute band. And they were great. You know, this week has been so busy. I thought we'd already talked about it, but that we, we was... We talked about going to it. Yeah, that was really fantastic. And what did I say to you? I said... This I don't is, know. You've said a lot of things to me. I said, this is probably better than actually seeing the real Beatles because... Well, two of them are dead, so it would be because that would be really gross. But, I mean, even if we would have seen the real Beatles, say, you don't like bugs. 40 years ago... Oh, yeah. Okay, um, well, I would have been seven. Yeah. Yeah. So even if we would have seen them live a uh -huh. long time ago, I think we had much better concert with the fake ones that <laughs> the, the fake Beatles. Hey guys, tribute. great fake performance. It was a great performance. It was a tribute band and they not only looked like them and dressed like them, had their mannerisms and sang and played their instruments awesome, but we actually could hear it because if we There were no screaming seen, chicks. Yeah, if we would have seen the real band 40 years ago, you couldn't hear it because of all the girls screaming. Yeah, it's kind of like when I went to the Jonas Brothers with Catherine. It's true. It's all true. Yeah. So but they were really good. They started off the set with the older Beatles songs mm -hmm. and dressed like the Beatles from the older songs, yeah. and then they changed clothes and did Sergeant Pepper's, and then they changed clothes again mm -hmm. and did their like solo stuff. Yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. You enjoyed the end more than I did because they really started getting um, really louder and rockier Better. but i didn't have to put my earplugs until the last few songs which yeah. that's the part you enjoyed probably the most but the first part was very pleasant very you know just kind of bubblegummy you know what is one of my favorite songs from sesame street um no. letter b oh. do you remember when that the 
Letter B, letter B, letter B, letter B. The second letter in the alphabet, letter B. Little different lyrics, though. Yeah. But yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. They were a very, very good band. Thank you for taking that, me to that. You're I, welcome. I'm not talking in a way that makes sense because it's late. I didn't even yawn, and now you're yawning. Yeah. 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 So that was that was a great date. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that was a a week ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, I can't even remember what I did for work. I had so many things going on. Oh yeah, I I sold one of my pictures. Mm-hmm. And I also did a photo shoot. Yeah. And with a new lens that I got, a new to me lens. It's not. I didn't buy it new. I bought it used, but for half price of the regular. Mm-hmm. And it already paid for itself, just like that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and you did a baby dedication today. I did, and I've got some, uh, and I did a bunch of bill collect, not bill collecting, but uh, what do you call it, accounts receivable collecting. So I got paid for a bunch of stuff. Some and, websites you've done. And now, website. after the podcast, I uh, today I'm going to, or tonight, I'm going to do another parody song for Rico tomorrow, and then... Uh, I've got to get the bills done in the morning, and then we have church. And then we're going to a dahlia farm. Yeah, so you're going to do a, a flower photo shoot tomorrow after church. Yeah. And I am really looking forward to that because I love flowers. So it's I've heard that it's almost overwhelming when you go to this dahlia farm because there's just fields and fields of dahlias. So. Well, and I'm going to run right into the middle and just go, you know what that'll be? No. A blooming idiot. Okay. <laughs> oh, mercy. Sorry, I thought I'd just flower onto the conversation there and pedal right through. Okay. That didn't make any sense. Well, the pedal on through did, but yeah, the other part I didn't get. Well, you never know where things, you know, can stem from. <sighs> Okay, so should we play a promo for someone right you now? You just don't want to talk anymore. I know what it is. I just didn't think you could come up with any more flower puns. I can come up with a million flower puns. Oh, well, maybe so leave, I was... So leave me alone. So maybe I was hoping you would finish your flower puns. You don't have to be so seedy about it. Oh, mercy. So, um... Why don't you play a promo? Okay, I'll and then I'll plant one on you. Okay. Get it? Plant? Yeah. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag 
Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by uh, watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior? Plank down your cubits and come on over. And let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. You're listening to the Take Him With You Podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Today we're going to start uh, a little series on character studies in the Bible. Now, before you turn off the podcast and go, I don't want to hear any character studies, that's boring. We're actually going to cover this in a really cool and fascinating way. So, you know, there are so many interesting people that are written about in the Bible that many people never, ever have a chance to really learn about. And why, you ask? Um, Because they don't read the Bible. Excellent. Very good. (laughs) No, really. It's true. I'm not not joking about that. I I, I think that uh, one of the problems we have in the world today is because of the behavior of people that say they follow the Bible or read the Bible, people have been turned off and haven't read the Bible Mm -hmm. as a result of that or misinterpreted it or just thought, you know what, I don't want to waste my time on this. And so they just don't read it. Or if they have read it, they haven't taken the time to look at it in context Mm -hmm. and really understand what it's saying. It's a much cooler book than most people give it credit. Mm -hmm. And it's not, um, it's, you know, the Bible should never be used as a weapon against people. The only time the Bible should ever be used as a weapon is against spiritual darkness. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times we see in the world today that we have a lot of people that will use scriptures and the Bible as a weapon against other people, and that is just downright wrong and not nice. It's supposed to be to encourage each other and build each other up, not to tear each other down. Yeah, and that yeah. scripture is supposed—well, it does a lot more than that. The Bible itself says that scripture, when you read it, will encourage you, it'll correct you, it will um, build you up. Build you up. It'll do. It'll instruct you. It does a lot of things, mm-hmm. but uh, it's never. It's not supposed to harm you. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, people will use scripture for their own agenda, and can sometimes be very um, not cool. But. In our series, we're going to talk about different people. Tonight, we're starting. I'm going to talk about a young man, starting out a young man. And we're going to go for a couple of, a couple, three episodes on this particular mm-hmm. person because there's so much material on him. 
many, many chapters and, in and, the Bible. And people have heard this guy's name, and they've uh, they've probably seen a, a Hollywood movie or two or two or about him. And that is the character that we're going to do the study on of a guy named David, or as we affectionately know him as time goes on, as King David. Mm-hmm. And it's a very fascinating look at his life that we're going to talk about. So on this podcast, we're going to kind of introduce it because because it's late and we, we just want to kind of do an introduction to the character of David. And then next week, we'll talk a little bit more about... Um, what he did when he was king and uh, some of the things that he ran into in his life that made him so interesting and special and so beloved by many, many people over the ages of reading about him have really enjoyed his his uh, his story. I, I think one of the things we need to do, though, is to kind of set the context or the the habitat some you know give a background to the time that that David was living in sure so why don't you start us off then what okay so if we go back in time if we had a time machine and we uh turned the time machine on and we said we're going to go back in time do you like that time machine sound <laughs> okay well one <laughs> of the things that we have to think about here is that there's some other key people in the story of David. Well, are we going to say when it was, though, first? We're going um, back in time to when? When. I thought you said that that was important. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I didn't have that written down, even though I did look it up. Um, <laughs> so, well, that's, that was that in my... I, that I, I was thing, talking about, about the... <laughs> it's in my other book. If you want to pause it, I'll go get it. <laughs> You want to pause that, dude? I'm yawning right now. Thank you. Will you pause that and I'll go get it? All right, everybody. Why don't you just go get it? I'll talk. Okay. I wanted to talk about Saul and... I know. Come on back and we can talk about them. Saul and Sam. And here she goes, ladies and gentlemen. La, 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 la. La 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 And she's back, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Amy Moyer. Bible scholar extraordinaire. Did you lose your place? Um I've got it right here. She's got it. Um first of all, we're gonna be talking um, about David from the book of 1 Samuel. Okay. And, and, and so I'm going to tell you <laughs> when Samuel was written, it was written about, um, 1000, 1000, um, 15 BC around there. 1015 years before 1, Christ. 000, yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Most Uh-oh. most people think that at least the first part of the book of Samuel was actually written by the prophet Samuel. And it was an interesting time in the Jewish history. The reason why I want to talk about Samuel first is Samuel's story was rather fascinating. Well, we're not doing a profile on him. 
Except for you kind of need to understand Samuel before you can understand him. Okay, who's He's, Samuel? Samuel was a prophet, and that just meant a person who kind of spoke, heard from God, and then spoke for God in the in the Old Testament in the okay. Jewish times. Okay, so what's so special about Samuel? Well, there's a lot special about him. He kind of came on the scenes when people weren't hearing God a lot. They weren't listening so to God a lot. So culture was far away from him at that point. Yeah, he... And wasn't he... Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he the kid that was, when he was born, the the mom said that if you give me a child, I will dedicate him to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'll dedicate him to and you. And she had been barren. She, she, yeah, she couldn't had have kids. children, and so she prayed for him. And she, when she was born... And it was at a certain age, she took him to the temple. After she weaned him. Yeah, after she weaned him, she took him to the temple and gave him to, was it Eli? Eli, the priest. Okay, and the the story goes that um, Eli raised him. Mm -hmm. And when he was a young child, Samuel, Mm -hmm. uh, he he thought he heard Eli calling to him. Yeah. Calling his name. And when he went to go to Eli, Eli was sleeping and he said, I didn't call you. So he went back and he heard his name again. So he went to Eli and Eli said, "Son, I don't I didn't call you." Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know what? Next time you hear the voice, I he goes, "I think it's the Lord. Um uh, just respond to him." And that's exactly what Samuel did. And it was God speaking to him. And that's when he first started hearing from God. Mm-hmm. So So then he grew up. You know. Yeah, Samuel. he did and he continued to hear from God. Well, and that kind of introduces us, well, a little bit more background. The people of Israel, Judah, the Middle East, Jewish, Hebrew people, Uh um, at the time, they had just been led by prophets or or seers, people who could hear God. Were there like political leaders? They did. They didn't have kings. They had priests and okay. prophets. All right, got it. And they looked around them and they saw that other people had kings. Other nations had kings. So they got nation envy. And yeah, they 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 coveted what the other nations had, and they said, "We want a king too." And and now, God. but but okay, all right. So yeah, I remember this whole whole thing. They they cried out for a king, and then Samuel said. Um, well, you guys, he got offended by it. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the Lord God wants to be your king. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? And they said, no, no, we want a king like all the other nations. And so Samuel goes to God mm-hmm. and he says, you know, I'm ticked at these people. They don't want you. They want they want somebody. They want a king like the other nations. And, um, and God says to him some really interesting things. He says, mm-hmm. okay, well, go back and tell them. If they want a king, here's the consequences for that. They don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. They want an intermediate, per, an intermediator or whatever. Then they're going to have to um, put up with a few things. Mm-hmm. And so he outlines all these different things that happen when, all, when all people have a king. All kinds of taxes and servitude and... All sorts of stuff. You know, stuff and that so, was going to happen. So Samuel takes that back to the people. And what do the people do? Yeah, they say, hey, bring it on. We want a king. And so... They got a king. They and got a king, and his name? His name was Saul. Saul. And now Saul was a very 
handsome, tall. They said he was head and shoulders above the rest. He was so very he was tall and he was sturdy. Tall. Must and, have been good know. looking. And and I believe that that God did dwell with him at at one time that he he hung out with God and he knew God at the beginning. Um, but then he kind of got full of himself and started doing things his own way instead of the way that God told him to. Uh-huh. And that caused some problems. Well, I, there was a, a instruction given to Saul mm-hmm. to go into this particular town. And I, you know, I don't understand all this stuff, but basically he was instructed by the prophet Samuel Mm-hmm. To go into the town and wipe everybody out, including the sheep and the oxen. And, and the leaders. And the and leaders. Then, take everything out. Yeah. And so he goes in. Which and, is, that's kind of hard for us to Yeah, we don't understand really all get, that. But, yeah. But mm-hmm. instead of doing that, he saves the leaders and the best of the flocks and some gold and some other things uh, back. And mm-hmm. then he goes to sacrifice to the Lord by saying, "Look how good I did." But he didn't. He wasn't obeying God anymore. He was doing what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so when Samuel found out, he he got pretty upset. And uh, and as a result of doing of Saul disobeying God in that situation, he was removed or told that he was done being the king by yeah. God. Yeah, but so this is kind of where we are, where we're going to pick up in the story leading up to David. Right. And if you want to read along here, um, it will be 1 Samuel um, 16 and 17 that we're going to kind of cover tonight. Um, or today. Maybe, or Yeah, today. Or this morning. This morning, whenever you're listening. Whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, we'll see how far we get in here, but... Um, what happens is that God says to Samuel, says, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil. That's kind of like, you know, your Tupperware container. Back well, he then. had like a little, little skin that was a, like, a, but it was a, a horn. It was a horn. Mm-hmm. And go, and I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for so that's a guy that lives in Bethlehem, right? And um, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. Ah, so he's going to go on a little trip. Mm-hmm. So Samuel said, "How can I, um, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me." But the Lord says, "Take with you a heifer." And say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. So back then in this time, they did animal sacrifices. And the shedding of the animal's blood was supposed to cover people's sins. And that's a type and shadow of Of, when Jesus died on the cross. And his blood was shed for the remission of our sins. Mm -hmm. But this is... This is way back when. Way back when. So this is verse 3 of... um, 1015. Before Christ. Yeah. This is um, verse 3 of 1 Samuel 16 that I'm in now. So, then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you um, what to do. And I shall anoint for me the one I name 
to you. I should have you be reading this. Verse 4, so Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, do you come peacefully? Mm, yeah, I bet. And, and he said, peaceably, I come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves. That means like set yourselves apart for this time and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. Okay. So it was when they came that they looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord anointed, anointed is before him. Well, okay. Surely. Well, let's make a long story short. So they see the, go, the oldest son and they go, wow, he's... Okay, so Jesse looking. lines all his sons up. Mm-hmm. And Samuel the prophet starts off the, the oldest one. Yeah. And Eliab. And he, well, it doesn't really matter what his name okay. is at this point. But uh, he looks at the first one and he looks really good. And he looks like he could be a king. Mm-hmm. But the Lord says to Samuel, this isn't the one. And he goes to the next one. And he goes to the next one. And he says the same thing. But and the next one. This is some of my favorite parts. So I got to read the next couple of verses. All right. Because this is cool. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For a man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's a very interesting I statement. I love that. I love that verse. Well, you know what it says. It, 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 uh, it changes everything because in the world we live in, the person that's the most pretty or the most handsome and the strongest and the the richest and the those are the people that we consider successful and and the leaders in our world. Yeah. But God doesn't that's not what he looks at. God strips all that away and it doesn't matter what you look like or or your position in life. It matters more where your heart is and that's what God looks upon the heart not on the outside. And that really, when it boils it down, means that everybody is even in the sight of God, mm-hmm. which is really a revolutionary type of idea. Yeah. And in this why, it's one of the reasons that I am a believer in Christ because of that very thing, because I know that God looks upon the heart. And if you've ever been involved in in anything where there's competition or people are striving for this or that, it's always disappointing if you don't win or if you're not picked first or, you know, all these different things. But when you realize that God is more interested about your character and in the, um, and your insides, then the outside kind of just, it'll, it'll take care of itself. But, but we get it all mixed up and we look at the outside first thinking that that's going to cause us success. And it does in some aspects, but it doesn't in the very, very most important aspects. And that's spiritually uh, in our lives. God looks at the heart. Okay. Thank you for, I got off my soapbox now. No, it's it's good. It's one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. I love it. So we're skipping on down, like you said, making skip, the skip, long skip. So he goes, through, he, goes he goes through all through the sons. Verse 10, it says, Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Uh-oh, now what? And Samuel said to Jesse, are there... Are there are, any more? Uh, yeah. Are all the men here? All the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest. And um, there he is, keeping the sheep. So he was a shepherd kid, shepherd boy, mm-hmm. out with a flock of sheep. He wasn't even there. You know, and 
can we camp just a little bit on the keeping the sheep? No, I like camp. Well, camp's fun. <laughs> you know, I I've thought about about David as a shepherd many times, and I grew up not as a shepherdess, but I grew up on a, a farm. Shepherdess? Are there such things? I grew up on a a dairy farm, and sometimes we we were beef ranchers too. So a farmer. She's uh, gonna milk this for all it's worth. <laughs> And and I thought, Matt, get it? as Milk someone it. who grew up taking care of animals and making sure we had 100% responsibility for those animals' welfare, we had to make sure that they were fed. We had to make sure they had clean bedding. We had to make sure that if they had any wounds or any illnesses, that their health was tended to. And I've thought before... That if you were to have someone to have the responsibility for a large group of people, what a wonderful training ground to have had the responsibility of protecting, nurturing, taking care of a group of helpless animals. And I'm not saying that the people... I'm a helpless animal. (laughs) I'm not saying that people are helpless animals, but I'm just saying that David had instilled in him a nurturing heart because he had grown up taking care of and protecting the animals that, that couldn't take care of themselves. You know, they were... They were vulnerable, and he took care of them. So Samuel said to Jesse, "Um, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. So they sent and brought him in. Okay, so they go and get David out of the field. And now he was, this is the description of him in the New King James Version. It says, now he was ruddy. And I had to look that up because we don't use that word (laughs) Ah, the boy's kind of ruddy. <laughs> ruddy. Ruddy. And, what does um, ruddy mean? I, I looked it up. It, um, it's, it meant that he was, um, you know, like bright-faced, red-cheeked. Uh, it says bright eyes and good-looking. It was when I looked it up. It said he had bright eyes and good-looking. And the Lord said to him, Arise and anoint him, for he is the one. Uh-huh. Now, he's the youngest. He had seven older brothers. Okay. He was the little pipsqueak. <laughs> they they said, you guys, you just stay out in the field and watch the sheep because, you know, you got all these big burly brothers that, but, you know, he came running in energetic from the field and, you know, had rosy cheeks and bright eyes and, and um, God looked on his heart and he was the one. So... Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So, um, I thought it was interesting. So, it says on verse 14, it says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a a distressing spirit came um, from the Lord and troubled him. So basically, Saul started to lose his mind. Yeah, and and we'll find on later on that they they actually called they called um, David to come and because David was a musician as well. 
yeah, he was a musician. And when he came and played for for Saul... In his tent. In his tent, that it um, calmed his spirit. And apparently David played some type of a string instrument. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, probably not a guitar or a harp or a lyre or whatever they used Mm -hmm. then, but he went in and he sang songs and it would, it would soothe Saul. Yep. So this is the very first time that we hear of David Mm -hmm. and we get to know him in a really interesting way. And and we're going to stop there for this week because I want to, we'll we'll cover what happens because the, the whole story of David and Goliath is fascinating. Yeah, and that's the next chapter. So we'll get into that next week. And that's, we hear about that alluded to. All the time in our culture. All the time. You know, almost weekly you hear someone say something on a TV show about David meets Goliath or right. something. yeah. Talking about a young boy coming up against a giant, you know. Or, or the, the small coming against the big mm-hmm. and winning, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, well, we'll talk about that next week. But this week in particular, I think the, the great part about David's life, one of the reasons that people relate to him so much is that There are more people in the world that are just people, Mm -hmm. normal, average people that feel like they're insignificant. And when you see what God did here, how he took a a, basically an insignificant kid that his dad didn't even bring over to be considered for a noble position um, and basically anointed him king or or blessed him to be, set him apart to be the king over this whole nation, it gives, I think, the normal everyday person a uh, hope that maybe they aren't so normal. Maybe they, maybe they aren't so ordinary. Maybe they are extraordinary, but they've been looking at the outside, not the inside. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons that David is so appealing and we can relate to him so much is that many of us we may be good at this or that, but we're not we're nothing spectacular, you know? And and it's really cool because I think we sometimes are are oppressed and put down and don't feel the way we should about ourselves because maybe we don't know God or maybe we don't understand what God thinks is a success. It's not money, it's not fame, it's not riches, it's not how awesome your physique is, it's not how great you look on the outside. God cares about the heart and the inside. And the scripture that comes to my mind, my mind is that he is faithful and little, that God will make ruler over much. And I think about David in my mind, I picture him out there in the fields taking care of the sheep. And some people would go, oh, what a boring job. Well, and shepherds you know? really at the time were considered lowlifes. Oh, and they were like very the scum. much. Matter of fact, when, when it wasn't Joseph, the job you wanted. When we talked about Joseph and we read the chapters in Genesis where Joseph was talking to his family, uh-huh. he said, "Don't let them know you're shepherds because the the um, people in Egypt hate shepherds." Right, they had a bad <laughs> so, reputation. I mean, they you know they you know lived out, slept in the field with the sheep, probably smelled, smelled probably bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> And and but yet, you know, well, David was faithful. And the and the other thing that was interesting about David is we find out as we read the Bible that he he was pretty amazing in in his own right, and he actually killed wild animals that were trying to kill the sheep. Yeah, 
And I that's mean, how he got to be so good using the sling or the sling or arrows and the spears. Yeah, yeah. He he killed. He became, did he kill a, a bear or in a lion and a, a bear or something or like some, that? Yeah, he's. Yeah. It, there's another part that said he he killed these huge animals to protect the sheep. And, yeah. And so you know he took his job seriously, and I I think that that's a good challenge mm-hmm. for all of us that you know. You know, as a mother, I know I used to struggle with, is what I'm doing important? You know, but, you know, training up the next generation to be godly, loving people, responsible people, that is a huge deal. It's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And, you know, if we're faithful and taking care of the children, it's noble and it's, you know, even if we don't have our own children, helping raise the neighbor's children or nephews, nieces, um, whatever it is that if we're investing in the next generation, that is a big deal. It is. You know, and taking care of, you know, here David took care of animals. The Bible says a godly person takes care of his animals, you know, treating God's creation with respect and dignity. The other aspect that I see in this story, in this particular part of the story, is that many times we feel, like you're saying, like we're not important or we're not significant. Um, but And sometimes we can feel like we're just going through the motions or what am I doing, you know. And the fact is that even, I mean, David, I don't know if David thought, well, maybe God doesn't notice me because I'm out here. And I mean, I wonder what he felt like when all of his brothers got lined up for the prophet to look at, but he had to stay out with the sheep. Yeah, they, he must they have didn't felt like call him in at first. Call it must have been really hard, you know. And he thought, well, nobody's noticing me, which gives hope to all of us again. God sees where we're at. He knows where we're at. Mm-hmm. And he knows what we can, what we have inside of us. He knows our potential. And that is something that we have to remember is that sometimes we don't understand all, all the factors and things. But God does know exactly where we're at. And he cares about us. And he cared about David, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I I can relate to David a little bit because I was the youngest of five children and some and quite a bit younger. And so sometimes I would feel left out. You know, I'd be the one that had to go to bed first and I mean you were the youngest of, of the three of you. Yeah. I and remember so, I remember going to bed and then my dad would make popcorn for the whole family who were out there watching T V and I had to be in bed and then uh he would sneak me a little bowl of popcorn into my room. <laughs> Your dad was a softie. <laughs> he, well, he didn't tell mom he was doing it, but he felt bad for me that I had to go to bed before everybody else. But sometimes I would sneak out and I'd watch what they were watching. I'd look around the corner. you know. I'd... I would have my door cracked open yeah. so I could hear happy days or whatever it was that they yeah. all got to stay up and watch and I had to go to bed. Yeah, because my, my sister was four years older and my brother was six years older. So they, they were significantly older than me as a little kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did the yeah, same thing. Yeah, so you know, I I I don't know that that David had the same problem with TV shows, but yeah, you know, not. he probably as the younger one didn't have the same privileges and yeah. stuff that the older ones had and you But know. there was something inside of him that God saw mm-hmm. that his dad didn't. Yeah. And Yeah, his dad didn't even think to call him in. You yeah, know? and I think that's something that's really important. To, uh, you know, a lot of us have supportive parents or had supportive parents, but some of us didn't. And so you may feel like really inadequate or really like 
geez, my parents didn't believe, they don't believe in me or they didn't believe in me. Guess what? You do have a heavenly parent that does believe in you. God mm-hmm. believes in you. He cares about you. And uh, he made you and, and he loves you. And I think that's really important that we know that because it spurs us on to greatness when we realize that God cares about us and loves us and and uh, sees the inside of us. He knows what's inside of us. And he, you know, a good some of the best people that I know are people that encourage the gifts that are in us. And that's what God does too, more mm-hmm. so than anybody else. Yeah. So there you go. What do you yeah. think? That was kind of a fun discussion, quick and to the point. Yeah. Hey, I think we might set a record here for under an hour. <laughs> nah, up. we got to do the closer and everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I hope everybody got something good out of that. We're, we're going to be studying um, the life of David. And mm-hmm. so we started off with his kind of his origin story. But the next next week, we're going to be covering uh, David and Goliath and what that whole story meant. Do you think people will like it as much as is the origin story of like Wolfman or something? Wolfman? What was the guy on? Wolverine. Wolverine. Wolfman. Well, they kind of looks like a wolf. Hey, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> hey. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. Sorry. That's funny. Sorry. I just thought of the origin. Do you think they'll like the origin story as much as Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Sorry. we Thanks hope that late. you got something out of our little thing. But next week, we're going to talk about David and Goliath. And and in that story, you know, you hear it as a children's story and you hear it referred to, but there's a lot more going on in the story than than we we hear in the children's story, much more. And especially if you understand the culture and you see a real miracle took place in this situation and it changed the course of these people Mm. and it really changed the course of David's life as well. And we're going to see why and how. God can bring courage to somebody even when they don't look like they could they could overcome something. Well, and I think sometimes when things look impossible, that's when God gets the most <coughs> glory because yeah. you go, there's no way they could do that on their own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. Well, let's pray for folks and then we'll uh we'll close. Father, I thank you for each and every person that's listening to the podcast today or tonight or this morning or whenever. And uh, I pray that you would really grab a hold of each and every person's heart and you would help them to know how special, how unique and gifted and cool they are, that you created them for something wonderful. And that, Lord, no matter what they look like on the outside, even no matter what station in life they're in, or what they've done in their life. You care about their heart and you see deep inside a person. And God, I know that we all fall short and we make mistakes and we have our own issues, but you still love us and you still care about us even when you know us better than we know ourselves. That's really, really cool and it's encouraging. So would you help us to have a good attitude and to respond to you when you call us because lord we want to we want to please you and we want to be everything you've created us to be help us understand our significance and who you've made us to be we pray in jesus name amen amen cool man cool woman <laughs> you never you never cease to amaze me <laughs> 
you really don't. <laughs> I just don't want you to be discriminatory. <laughs> Thank you. Like I am, you know. <laughs> well, everybody, you can get a hold of us by writing to rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or amy at takehimwithyou.com. This is true. You can also visit our website at takehimwithyou.com. If you'd like to give a donation to help us continue on with the podcast and pay our bills, we would appreciate it. And you can also, what else can you do? You can get a hold of us on Facebook at forward slash Facebook. No, no, no. Oh, Facebook.com forward slash Rick.Moyer or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. That's right. <sighs> Did you cover it all? Um, well, I didn't do the, okay, go ahead. the last part. Okay. So this is saying goodbye. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Singing bye-bye for now, I'm not sure. I don't have any lyrics, but it's fun to sing this way. So good night, Amy, and the rest of you folks. Saying this is a good time to stop the podcast really quick. This is a good time to stop the podcast real quick. Bye, everybody. God bless. is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey Day. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly Podcast may be right for you. 
In clinical studies, anomalies interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by Jewelbeat.com. <laughs>